welcome to a brand spanking new episode of the Partial Historians. I am Dr. Radness. And I am Dr. Greenfield. Welcome, Dr. Greenfield. We meet once again. I know. This side of 70. <laughs> Do you feel older? <laughs> Look, uh, the wrinkles, they're starting to pop out. <laughs> you know. Do what I can, but there's only so much uh, anti-aging cream can solve. Well, speaking of age, mm. we are, at the moment... Uh, still in the fairly early stages of tracing our journey from the founding of Rome until, well, the collapse, unfortunately. There's just so much information. I mean, we Yeah. Look, we're not very far in, let's face it. Um, we're reveling in the minutia. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what minutia? But what minutia, exactly, yeah. Okay, so last time we talked, we were looking at some skirmishes with people like the Hunusians, the Volskians, the Equians. Basically, people who were surrounding Roman Yeah, territory. all of these people that area yeah. in the sort of the east to south surrounding mm. areas of Rome. And the shoehorn around <laughs> the piece of the boot. And just <laughs> you wait. More of it's to come. Yeah, so um, I don't know where you're up to at the moment, but I'm in, I think, around 484, mm-hmm. maybe 485, because obviously we're talking rough dates here. But the consulship where I'm up to, is that of Spurius Cassius and Proculus Virginius. Okay, is yes. Is this where you're up to? Yes. Mm. Um, this is the consulship that I'm up to. Excellent. Um, I've got it placed at around about 486. Okay, yes. Yeah, so um, but these are definitely the guys we're interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so listeners, as you know by now, hopefully, because of course you're massive fans, I, I am following the account of Livy, and Dr. G is following the account of Dionysius of Halicarnassus. Uh, And basically what Livy tells me at the moment is that after the conflicts of the previous years, the Romans are entering a league with the Hunnishans. Oh, very interesting. Is there any mention of this made in your account of this year? Yeah, look, I mean, there's still some issues with the Hunnishans as far as I'm concerned. Well, yes, of course, yeah. (laughs) Dionysius tends to be far more detailed than Livy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, let me set a scene yes, for you. Yes, please do. I, I always like this because I get to kick back and just enjoy the ride. <laughs> Proculus Virginius. Yes. Congratulations on becoming consul for the first time. Indeed. Spurious Cassius, on the other hand, has a bit of an old hat at this job. Um, He's in for a rocky road as well. <laughs> <laughs> he was consul in 502, mm. consul in 493, and now here again, consul in 486. He's an old hand. Right about. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's got quite a legacy that yes. he's bringing into this role. True. And as perhaps the more senior um, of the two, mm. uh, Cassius is the one that decides that he will march against the Hunusians and the Volskians. Fair call. This yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whereas Virginius gets the Aquians, who, you know, they've caused some trouble, but not that much. They're nowhere near a threat. No. Um, and Virginius manages to get out of uh, the Aquian situation pretty quickly. Weekly. Good. Uh, yeah, because the Aquians have basically uh, fortified their city and removed themselves out of the countryside and just let the Roman army come in and lay waste to it. Wow, okay, that's one way to go about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Virginia sweeps in with the, with the Roman forces. Just lie back and think of Rome. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But not in the countryside. No. Do it in the city. And they let the country houses be set on fire. Virginia wow. ravages with ease. Uh, through the country and no one comes out to defend it and so then he leads his army home being like well that was a successful pillage and plunder well I think he actually ended up getting the better deal (laughs) (laughs) apparently that's what he does this year 
Okay, what about Cassius? How oh, does he look, fare against... Look, uh, life is a bit bit tougher on yeah. the uh, for Cassius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Volscians and the Hanushans are kind of... They're, they're relative neighbours. Yes, um, yeah. And they had also, like the Aquians, apparently resolved to allow their land to be laid waste yeah. and take refuge in the cities and just be like, sure, pillage away. I'm just going to sit over here and watch you while you do it. Uh, but... Build up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My note on this section of the text is the Volskians basically give up at this point. Right. Um, yeah. Except. <laughs> I was going to say, which kind of makes sense because my account said that they were kind of, they were basically in a stalemate by this stage. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Mm. Um, but unlike the Aquians, mm. um, the Volskians decide to send some envoys to Rome. Um, and they sue for a termination of the war. Right, yeah. Um, they're like, look please let this be done. We're so sorry. We're, we're really over this. Um, After Easter, maybe. <laughs> they're like, please, can we have some peace? Yeah. And the consuls are like, yeah, that'd be great. Um, you just need to pay some money to us. Um, ah, Rome. They never satisfied with just peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we need some stuff for our army, obviously. Yeah. So it'd be good if you could fit us out with stuff. Yeah. And the Volskians are like, yes. I mean, just take whatever you need, man. Um, we just want this to be over with. And they agree to become the subjects to Rome mm. without making any further claims to equality. Wow, that's quite a concession they're making there. Yeah. Yeah. Hence, well. hence my note, basically giving up. Yeah. Score <laughs> one Rome. Um, so Rome is like, okay, yes, obviously. <laughs> um, I mean, we always knew you weren't equal. Of course, equal, yeah. Well, we don't so... need you to tell us that, but still, it's nice to hear. Yeah. It's yeah. nice that you put it into words. Yeah. Um, thank you for bowing down before our majesty. <laughs> um, the Hunusians on the other side yes. um, start to realize that they've been isolated. Mm. And they're like, wait a minute. The Aquians have basically given up. Yeah. The Volskians have just given up. The Volskians, guys. Yeah. And they're like, what do we do? And they're like, they also approach the consul. Right, and yeah. They sue for peace and friendship. Yes, that's um, pretty much where I'm up to, yeah. Which is nice, mm. except Cassius is kind of like, I think you guys are arrogant. He's like, I don't like the way you've you've sued for this piece. <laughs> He's like, you should. Well, isn't the, that the pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just you wait. Yeah. There's some mad foreshadowing in this narrative. Excellent. And he's like, look, you guys need to first act like men who have been conquered, and uh, and act like subjects of Rome. Mm. And when you bow down before us, <laughs> do yeah. that first. Act like you're conquered, and then sue for friendship. Right, so he doesn't like the way they kind of walk in and going, hey, how about some peace and friendship? (laughs) How about some peace and friendship? And let's attend to dinner and can you pass me the peace? (laughs) Yeah, and this kind of makes sense. I think Cassius's response makes sense in... Yeah, ancient world context. Well, in an ancient world context, but also because of the the really brief um, navigation of relationships between Rome and the Hanusians in the last couple of years. Because Rome approached them and was like, what up, we're friends, you owe us stuff. They're calling in the treaty. And the Hanusians like, what treaty? (laughs) And Romans were like, what? Excuse me. You should have been checking in with us, Rome. Since you (laughs) last deigned to speak to us, we found something else. It's called (laughs) self-respect. Rome wasn't very pleased. No, no. And so Rome has been in this situation where they're like, 
uh, we thought we had a treaty. Yeah. Um, you've disrespected that. True, true. I understand. But it, it does. It ends up badly for the Hindus <laughs> either way. Because according to my account, um, when the Hindus make this uh, deal with the Romans, mm-hmm. they end up losing two thirds of their territory. Oh that, wow! Yeah. Is that the same? Is that mentioned in yours? Yeah. Look, I yeah. mean, not not particularly. I okay. mean, there there are some things that go around. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Cassius orders um, the Hunusians to pay what would be equivalent to the six-month salary right. for each soldier. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. As well as provision for two months for each of them. Um, Can they really afford that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's basically saying, I want you to underwrite and yeah. support the Roman army. Um, yeah. All of my soldiers. <laughs> I, I want them to be paid for six months and I need two months worth of it's provisions. It's a legal case these days whether you have to pay the cost of the, yeah. the losing team. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> the old reparations moment. Yeah. Uh, and he gives them a deadline in which to like be able to pay up on that. Yeah. And the Hunusians are like, sure. Um, they well, agree to that. accommodating of them, yeah. Yeah, because uh, they then sue immediately after that for friendship again. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. So they're like, oh, okay, that's how you want us to abase ourselves? All right. Um, how about friendship? Consider it based. <laughs> does this does this payment satisfy you? Uh, it always sounds equally sweet when you talk about it in these sorts of terms, doesn't it? It's like I'll give you my friendship. <laughs> I'll be friends with you if you pay me all of your money yeah. and give me all of your food. Okay. The Romans are Regina George. <laughs> Literally the yeah. worst. Yeah. So yeah, so Cassius is negotiating this, mm. and he's like, look. I see what you've done there. That's very nice. Let me talk to the Senate and yeah. get something formal organized. Sure. Um, and the Senate agrees uh, to receive the Hanutians into friendship. How graceful. Uh, <laughs> and, and they also allow Cassius to decide the terms of that treaty. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's quite interesting because he does decide the terms of that treaty and then the Senate's very upset. Okay, now I'm curious to ask you what why the Senate are upset because Cassius also, in my narrative, um, mm. gets well. The Senate gets offside basically because mm. of what he does. I don't know if it's exactly the terms of the treaty though that it upsets them. So please tell me why they're upset with him. There are a couple of reasons. Okay, uh, Cassius returns to Rome and demands a second triumph. Ooh, okay, well that's just greedy. <laughs> and gets it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, um, I've. Uh, you know, killed people before, you know, those sabbites, what? remember them? I try and... F- oh, okay, because there was some conflict, okay. I was yeah. going to say kind of deciding the treaty or something. But yeah, 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 you know, he yeah. demands a second triumph as if he, like, he literally subdued the Hanusians yeah, in battle. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. even though he's basically just extorted greedy. them. That is greedy, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that gets them upset. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the, on the side of the Senate, this feels unnatural. <laughs> uh, Dionysius describes it as... Uh, Cassius gaining a reputation for presumption mm. and for no longer entertaining thoughts like those of his fellow citizens. Ooh. Dude, going off script. <laughs> Individual thought. <laughs> like who gets a triumph for doing nothing? Must it, right. <laughs> yeah, so a problem. Yes. Um, and then they get really angsty about uh, the treaty that he makes with the Hanusians because mm. it's essentially just a copy of the one that has been made with the Latins. Lazy. <laughs> Puffy and paste. They're gonna plagiarize, guys. <laughs> They're like, yo, scribe, 
Copy down that one. Just substitute Latin for Venusians. Yeah. <laughs> this becomes a real issue. So because the Latins are considered to be... On a higher level. A, well, a familial race. Yes. They speak the same language group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Hunusians actually belong to a different language category. Mm. Uh, they I are imagine considered... their religion is possibly a bit different too. Yeah, they classified <laughs> as a different peoples. Right. Um, and not a kinsman mm. of the Romans like Breaking the Latins are. Breaking ethnic ranks. Yeah. Outrageous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, and, and this is how you make a Senate angry. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they're they displeased because they see this um, treaty, uh, this copy, as another sign of his arrogance mm. uh, because he hasn't, he's just done something according to his own pleasure. Yeah. And he hasn't. I imagine the Latins aren't too pleased about this either. Because they want the special treatment. Well, the Latins have some level of special treatment at this yeah. point. No, no, and it's do, basically like, being diluted. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, everybody can join my secret club. <laughs> so it's like, not so special. What yeah. about those guys over there? Yeah. Who are those guys? Yeah. <laughs> they jump the queue. That's right, yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. Okay, well, see, I don't know whether you've got this, because this is not, as I say, it's not exactly the terms of the treaty, but it's what he mm. does with... What he does with the gains, I suppose, of the deal they strike in Livy that upsets the Senate. And I don't know whether you're going to go on to this or not. Essentially, in Livy, so he gets um, that they get two thirds of the lands of the Hunusians. It's part of their deal, okay, when peace is decided upon. Then Cassius has decided that he wants to distribute half of this two thirds amongst the Latin people. So, like, like a gifty sort of thing, I suppose. Uh, and the other half he wants to give to the commons. As in the plebs. Okay, and this sort of links back into our overarching theme of the last while of the conflict between the patricians and the plebeians. Um, I, yeah, he, in that he's trying to sort of win them over, basically, by giving them what they want, which is, you know, land so they can get out of debt and all that kind of stuff. Do you have anything like that in I your... Do, uh, I do, I do. Oh, yes. Danny is very Leslie sees out the Excellent. Yeah, excellent. Yes. So what does Dionysius have to say about this whole situation? Yeah, so Dionysius leads into this by actually inserting, like, his opinion into the narrative. About um, the deal, about what he's doing. With, yeah, he just yeah. he starts to make some comment on on Cassius before proceeding with this with this narrative, which leads to this sort of populist politics mm, coming into play. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it seems that to be successful in many undertakings is a dangerous and prejudicial thing for a man, for to many it is the hidden source of senseless pride and the secret author of desires that are too ambitious for our human nature. Mm. And so it was with Cassius. Burn. Yeah. <laughs> so. Not only had he had three consulships and two triumphs, he now appears, Mm. as far as the Senate is concerned, to conceive a desire for monarchical power. Oh, Oh, and there is nothing like a desire for monarchical power to get a Senate offside. Yeah, Yeah, because again, to put it in context, because we're in the 480s, mid-480s, although we've been doing many, many episodes... The monarchy's still only... It's not even been half a century, really, since the monarchy's gone. Like, people we, still remember. Yeah we're, yeah, we're getting to that point. It's about a generation yeah. ago, but a lot of people Precisely. are going to still be alive. Totally, yeah. Exactly. Um, a lot of the players yeah. are still on the board. And in my account, it's not just that he's planning to divide this territory between the Latins and the plebeian people, but he's also planning to, as like a... Not a bonus, I suppose, but to add insult to injury, perhaps. He's also planning to give a lot of land, which is technically meant to be owned by the common people 
which has been occupied by private people, i.e. patricians, he's planning on giving that back to them. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's really, yeah, turning everything around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Head, yeah. So he's taking, he's taking this populist position. And yeah. being like, so he goes out and uh, as part of his process for having a triumph, yeah. he gets to call the people together. Right. Uh, and talk about, you know, you know, the things that he's achieved. Sure. Um, and he talks about his past... Um, claims to fame mm-hmm. you know he defeated the sabines when he was the consul in 502 mm. uh, this is what romans tend to do by the way like when they're trying to <laughs> get something out of people they really go through their past history and say look at all the awesome things i did i've done yeah. a lot of awesome yeah. things guys <laughs> remember when i was consul for the second time yeah. in 493 mm. it was the struggle of the orders and yeah. i helped resolve that situation with the sacred mount yep and everybody's like what um because <laughs> We'd like to forget that. Because none of the historians really talk about yeah. his role there. So he's kind of like doing a little bit of the, you know, remember that time? And everyone's like, you did nothing, dude. <laughs> Get out of here. He's like, remember that time that I got the Latins to become our friends with equal rights of citizenship? And the Senate's like, and then you'd like copied and pasted the tree. <laughs> you know, he's like, but remember that time. Nothing but a plagiarist, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and then remember like what I've just achieved now. In 486, mm. in my third consulship, I've I've drawn in the Volskians and the Hanusians, and they've become our friends as well. And he's mm. like, I've achieved a lot, guys. I'm bringing a lot to the table here. And <laughs> so this is what I want. So, <laughs> yeah. And so he does this in public as part of his trial. Sure, yeah. And everyone's like, woo, what a dude. <laughs> um, and then he goes into the Senate um, and has a meeting with them. Um, and this is when he does the old switcheroo. And he's like, so I've been working on my popular support outside don't know if you've noticed had my second triumph pretty popular guys Uh, at at the moment (laughs) at the moment i'm doing pretty well don't know if you noticed and then he's like okay so there are a couple of things Mm. that we want to do here right yeah and i think you're going to agree and he's like (laughs) naive (laughs) so that land Mm. that conquered territory that is supposed to be the common land currently occupied mostly by patricians Mm -hmm. I would like to return that to common land and not only that Mm. because it's conquered land I'd like to divide it eququely amongst all of the citizens Ooh boy. Ooh I, can just, boy. I can feel a bit of sweat forming on my forehead so I'm feeling what the senators would be feeling and it's like it's like you're patricians and you don't have any legal claim to that conquered land because you are not the guys who conquered it yeah and it is the plebeians the soldiers on the ground who conquered that land exactly and they deserve a piece of it which is just unheard of class betrayal as far as the senators are concerned yeah look. this is exactly the kind of stuff that they've been trying to fend off whenever the plebeians or the tribunes have brought it up going what are you talking about where the stomach guys don't you remember in the body you guys like the hands and the feet where the stomach we redistribute <laughs> yeah and look i'm going to take a moment to make a analogy that's only relevant to current australian politics and be like it's very much us. like the conservative government that we have in this country it is indeed who yes. is not interested in reforming housing policy to no. help any generation really except anything. the wealthy yeah exactly mm. or really any system education Surprise. or health. And anybody who goes in there and says maybe the people should have a piece of that they're like no <laughs> it's ours and it's ours to keep it i own it all and you're not having any of it. Exactly. Yeah. So, good times. Everybody likes a government. Yeah. Now, Livy actually like flags this 
uh, instance as being the first attempt in Roman history to pass an agrarian law. This and, is pretty good. Yeah. This is comparable to the sort of stuff that we start to see later on coming through totally, under yeah. some more famous characters exactly. from the later Republic. Well, exactly. Like Livy, um, just to remind you, is writing about, oh, hang on, let me think, about what 400 years after no 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 that's not yeah not even he's writing in the very late republic in the first century bc yeah so quite a few centuries after all this is meant to be taking place and so by his day attempts to pass like agrarian laws are legendarily (laughs) bad ideas stuff happens you know it's pretty tumultuous times in rome whenever this is whatever you do don't give the plebeians the grain no (laughs) (laughs) or land to grow grain no it's a bad idea no (laughs) Once they have that, they have everything. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Livy is obviously looking back and going, yeah, this is a significant thing because this has become such a problematic sore point. And look, it probably, I'm not saying it wasn't back then as well, but particularly for someone writing with Livy's hindsight, I feel like any attempts like this way back when Rome was so tiny, teeny and wouldn't have had as much territory, still big deal. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and I think Livy's perspective on this is pretty interesting because yes. it's certainly not the tactic that Dionysius, writing Ooh. as a Greek for a predominantly Greek audience, yes. has taken at all. Please he kind of just narrates me. it as like more stuff, water under the bridge. Mm. Uh, well, I think but yeah, exactly being like, obviously a Roman Roman um, writing for a Roman audience, <laughs> Livy is very much like, yeah, guys, you know, <laughs> you know that stuff that happened like a hundred years ago? It was really problematic. Well, take a look at this. Red flag. Yeah. Red flag. We see signs of this earlier in history. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Dionysius yeah. is much more interested in interjecting his perspective into the mor- moral character and the moral fiber of what Cassius is as a person. How interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then he's kind of just like, well, here's the details of what he did, but yeah. I think he's compromised. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he also talks about, um, the corn um, that they've gotten and purchased from Sicily. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look, this corn just keeps coming back. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, wait, wait. It no. hasn't been regurgitated. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> but I love the way that the corn from Sicily keeps coming back into the narrative at yeah. certain points. And he's like, you know that corn that we bought from Sicily? Yeah. <laughs> And we even make shirts. I think we should have like a hashtag yeah, yeah. Corn from Sicily. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that we used to, and that we were forcing the citizens to purchase. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm. That corn we need to buy back. We need to repay the citizens because they should have gotten that corn for free. Whoa. We need to take money out of the public treasury, the spoils that we've gotten from war. That's really and interesting. And repay people because they should not have had to pay for that grain because what we did with those bodies that ate that grain would send them back into war. That's crazy progressive. (laughs) (laughs) This is a guy who is like, I'm just going to do the flip on you. Yeah. I I see the tide of where the people are. Yeah. And I see you small people in the Senate house. Mm. And I think you're not going to last long in front of this rabble. Yeah. The patricians Um, are suitably alarmed by his proposals in my mm. account. And no shock here. Proculus Virginius, his colleague in the consulship, is completely against this motion. So oh, come on, Virginius, big, get yeah. with the people. <laughs> the big cheese stands alone. <laughs> it, apparently, okay, this is interesting, I don't know where you've got this. Apparently, according to Livy, even some of the common people were against this motion. <laughs> not, not because they think, oh, come on, don't be too harsh to the patricians. But because it's shared with the allies. 
Ooh. Yeah. Now this is interesting because mm. as far as Dionysius's narrative is concerned, he doesn't yeah. make it about the allies necessarily. Mm. Yeah. But if you read between the lines, he does talk about all the citizens. Right. So yes. So when Cassius is saying, I think this land should be divided between the citizens, ah. the plebeians, and I think this grain should be repaid, the yes. purchase of it should be repaid to the citizens. Yes. Obviously, the citizens who are having the grain payments made to them would be the ones who are probably the Latins right. and the Romans. Okay. But the people who are going to benefit from the divvying up of the land yeah. are going to be the Hanusians and the Volskians who've just been bought into the fold with citizenship rights. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, so that's that's including them as well. I didn't think about that. Yeah, okay. So, Fair enough. Yeah. So what Cassius is doing is like, I've got the Volskians behind me. Yeah. I've got the Hanusians behind me. Yes. And I'm about to flip the tables on everybody yep. by actually making a play for yep. some advantages for these citizens. Yeah. Which is, which is going to make him popular. Yeah. 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 He's like, not only have I brought them into the fold yeah. um, with my treaty that's a mirror to the Latin treaty, yes, so yes. I've got every right to do this, yes, yes. I'm actually going to cement my popularity with those new citizens by giving them some of the land back right. that we conquered. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense because what Liv, Livy's exact words on this note are... Well, sorry, not his exact words, they'd be Latin, but you know what I mean. <laughs> they began to despise a gift, they being the common people, which was not confined to themselves, but extended to allies in common with the citizens. Mm. So, yeah, I guess, I guess if you define, yeah, if you define those terms that they're throwing around, it, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And let's face it, I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, but something, after looking at all the struggle of the order stuff that we've been talking about for episodes and episodes, something like this needed to be done. And this is what this is what the patricians should have done a long time ago if they were just to put peace as their priority. But of course, no, uh, no, yeah. um, peace I'm, is never the priority. I'm a patrician. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What yes. I'm interested in is my own power base, and yeah. that means not sharing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, monopoly. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Right. So, how do things play out for Cassius in your account? Well, that's kind of where I'm up to in terms of where okay. I've read yeah. up to. So, yeah. the only other part that I can add in at this stage yeah. is that we've got this sort of moment. Not only is Virginius uh, violently against these proposals, yes. so the co-consul is like, "No, none of that." Mm. But everybody's old friend. Uh, Appius Claudius also gets up and is like, this is a terrible idea, yeah, yeah. Um, which is no surprise to anybody. Yeah. Um, but then Cassius sort of goes out um, and continues to call assemblies mm. with the populace to try and push his perspective. Right. Okay. So he is trying to, he is having some sort of struggle with winning over the people in the city. Okay. He has to keep calling them back and be like, this is a good idea. You will benefit you're not the only so ones who are that they couldn't see that. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, you're going to yeah. get something out of this. Yeah. Um, and then slagging off all of these opponents. Right, yeah. Um, so Virginius cops a lot. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, Virginius, I mean, this is, I think, hinting at what you were alluded to earlier about the whole he's aiming for monarchy sort of thing. Because essentially, Virginius in Livy's account, who I think is voicing that concerns, um, talks about how anybody who takes this gift of land is essentially going to end up a slave. And I think that's because he means, obviously, like a slave to Cassius, you know, like a slave, because Cassius is doing this in order to gain so much power and leeway over people. And so I think he is hinting at that. Think of all the clients he'll acquire. Well, exactly. He says, you know, the fact that Cassius is aiming, scheming for such power is indicated by the fact that the Latins are included in this deal. 
that is a sure sign as far as Ingenius is concerned um, that this is what he's aiming at. And Cassius is even likened to Coriolanus. Burn, baby, burn. Disco and burn. Oh, man. Yeah, um, in, in, the, in the sense of, as you sort of alluded to, the fact that the Hernicians are included in this deal... You know, like that's a, he. He feels like that's a, a thing that Coriolanus would do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and in terms of yeah, trying to the old will. Gain. If I can't have the Romans on side, yeah. you know, I'll get the allies. Yeah, on side. exactly. Yeah, so that's yeah. Yeah, he's set, <laughs> setting things up for a flipperoo where he's like, you know what? I'm going to the Hunusians. I'll lead their forces. I'll show you who's boss. I'll come back yeah. with my allies. And I've got to say, I actually find I've never. I have to admit, I've never really come across this particular Cassius before. As in, I mean, I know we've talked about him, but I mean, I've never. When I was studying before doing this podcast, he wasn't a significant figure in Roman history, but I find him fascinating. Yes, very, <laughs> very curious. I know. <laughs> Let's observe him in his natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if we're going to wind up there, that means, Doctor G, it is time for our partial pick. Ooh, of the, the partial pick. Yes, our new segment where we get to rate the Roman performance on various categories out of 10 eagles in each category indeed so how does Cassius fare <laughs> okay so our first category is military clout Dr. G how mm. do you feel about their performance so far this episode look I mean both Virginius and Cassius do pretty good it's true yeah, yeah you know they basically wade into lands which are severely undefended yep uh, pillage yep. take plunder and go home and be like Hells yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate submission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're kind of like, well, we did the thing. Yes, I Military agree. clout, I'm giving them, you know, for what they've attempted, 10 sweet eagles. Really? Okay, see, I still feel like I can't quite go all the way Ooh. with this. I feel like I'm going to, because, you know, it's not like an all out, let's salt the land. And <laughs> I think I'm going to give them an eight. All right. Yeah. Let's say, let's compromise. It's yep. nine out of 10 Fair eagles enough. for military clout. Nice. Our next category is diplomacy. Oh, this, Ooh, is, this is an interesting oh. one. Do we mean internal or external? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I feel like the external diplomacy has gone pretty well from Cassius' perspective. He's I like, agree. I've yeah. got a cut and paste document for you to sign. Just put your next here. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you now and you're here, here, and here, and we're done. <laughs> and you're a citizen now. Congratulations, it's a pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> Welcome to Rome. I'll send Maggie over to the people they can learn. On the other hand, Yes. This is the kind of deal that doesn't go well with internal no, politics. No, no. Um, so if we're thinking about, are you keeping your Senate happy? Mm, are people really. pleased with you? Yeah. And I think that, that that takes some eagles off. I agree. I feel like it has to be maybe a seven for me <laughs> for this one. Win some, you lose yeah. some. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. if Appius Claudius isn't happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> That's right. He will make sure that nobody else is happy. <laughs> All right. So what about expansion? Well. There has been some expansion. Yeah, I mean, mm. do do you gain the territory if people are brought in with uh, uh, citizenship? I feel like it counts. Mm. It's still it's still expanding the Roman sphere of influence, if you mm. will. It's certainly, not certainly Rome itself. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give them maybe a six. Yeah. I don't think they've done anything grand, but they haven't gone backwards. That's no, no, for sure. I, I think a six is good. Yeah. Something something's gone all right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Virtus. This is going to be tough. The old Virtus. Yeah. Um, how manly has Cassius been? Mm. He's pretty ballsy. <laughs> given that you know, given the conflict that we have seen prior to this episode, 
with the whole clash between patricians for the ends, like how seriously everybody seems to take it, understandably, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty ballsy move to like just flip around on the patricians, but it's not it's not traditional Roman. Values. I was gonna say yeah. this is not traditional weirdos. No, it? no, um, that would be a type of. This is sort of almost it, as you say. It, it is like sort of populism. It is. It is. And, and I don't know I feel if like like that's it's... become a dirty word with Donald Trump in power at the moment. <laughs> it certainly doesn't get to count as weird to us. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about courage and bravery in the field, yes. definitely yes. True. Cassius Very gets true. some points from that, as does Virginius. Mm, um, so, you know. Six? Yeah, so I'm saying it has to be above five, but yeah. I'm, I'm not rating it very highly. Yeah, I think I have to go with six. The Romans aren't super pleased with it, so, no, no. you know, they always like a good weird twist moment, yeah, but actually, I don't think they're I'm getting a, one right now. For once, I'm actually a little bit disappointed in the plebs' performance as well. Um, <laughs> have the plebs done anything? Well, no, I think they've I mean, complained a lot. But the fact that they they really need, well, apparently anyway, the fact that they kind of need it to be spelled out for them, that this would be a good thing. <laughs> It just, it, it, I, it's progress. It's some sort of progress. I can see that how they would see it as a problem. I guess, but still. I feel like it's better than what they've had before, which is basically a kick in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're going to pay for that grain. Woohoo! Well, they've had nothing but endless promises up till now. So, anyway. but yeah. Well, it's not at all clear that they've followed through on any of these promises yet anyway. Well, this these is true. Cassius yeah. has proposed them. This is true. Okay. So, final category. Citizen score. Mm. Mm. Is it a good time to be a Roman living in Rome? If there's still warfare going on, I still feel, feel like it would be tough for the actual everyday man on the ground. And woman on the ground. Yes. Child on the ground, whatever. <laughs> child on the ground, yeah. child in the ground. Mm. Mm. I feel like it probably is a four. There's still the possibility of getting a bit of land, though. True, that's true. Maybe a five? Maybe a five. Okay. All right. All right, so Half let's Half marks some... for the citizens. Yes, right. <laughs> so let's see. What have we got here in terms of our ultimate score well, out of 50 eagles? Well, I'm not going to pretend that I'm good at mathematics okay, on the spot. Just, so you got 12, 17, 20. We have got oh my god, thirty three. Oh my goodness, that's a bit of an improvement from last time. Thirty three out of fifty. Yeah. Oh, Rome, you have surpassed yourself. This is a big step up, episode wise. (laughs) Well, well done, Rome. We've gone from a fail to a you might make it with a bare pass. Yes. (laughs) You're a solid C student, Rome. Well done. (laughs) I'm calling this episode satisfactory. That's right. Join us next time. Find out what happens to Cassius. Does he get lynched in the, in the town square? <laughs> Do the plebs get their land? That's right. Are they given some money to pay for that grain? Find out next time. <laughs>